By the way, y'all are religiously listening to the City Girls, right? I'm sorry, I already know that one song with Cardi B. We're going to have a seminar. Anytime I see you, we're going to have, have several things to talk about. We're going to have like a week, a, a plan, like a, a week of all the things that Cardi needs to know to be a ratchet hoe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> all right, we ready? <clears throat> a ham, a ham. <laughs> Me, ma, ma. <laughs> Hi, I'm Cornell. I'm Glenroy. And I'm Kareem. And welcome to the Fish Tea Podcast where three hair whipping, heel strutting Jamaican queens talk about LGBTQ politics, pop culture, growing up in the Caribbean, life in the diaspora, and the work it takes to sustain love, life, and laughter in the midst of all the white noise. We're giving you everything, honey. Get into this mug. We're serving you a hot cup of fish tea. Bottoms, Bottoms up. <laughs> no, no, that's not it. That is. I, I, I didn't get you a short No, I mean, I didn't do that time, yeah. <laughs> Fast, young Connelly coming about the same time. I apologize. <laughs> apologize. It's that flow internet is what's happening. Ooh. <laughs> did you sell a famous set? <laughs> But I did you send internet my uh, what which one you uh Oh <laughs> <laughs> Well You know when somebody oh, compares no. with a big foreign, you know, it's a problem. <laughs> um. Oh gosh, how was y'all's Oh I bought that now we but how is how's y'all doing since we last saw each other? Oh my god. I know not tell you my bridge about homeschooling, but homeschooling just really I get to me. Like this Two options. Either I don't want a picnic or I don't have no picnic until I can fully afford, like at least a full-time teacher or two that for sit down with my picnic through homeschooling because I can't, I, me can't do it. My nephews are, well, not not so much the older one, but the, the younger one is driving me up the wall, around the corner, like just over the bridge. Just, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I kindergarten. I just feel sorry for him. Until then, I feel, I feel really bad because I'm sitting beside him and he wasn't doing live lessons. He was just like, he was supposed to watch these, like, these pre-recorded videos. And I'm like, all right, pay attention, pay attention. What did the teacher say? What did the teacher say? And he's just like, not into it. And so me didn't know, I'm going to get my little whip now, I'm going to go in a mother mode. I'm going to find a little cable, I'm going to just twist up, I'm going to say, I'm going to put it right there, so I'm going to say, you want the belt? Or are you going to tell me what the teacher said? And he still would not speak. And this little loving bundle of joy started speaking when I started to fake cry. Like, oh my God, Ryan will do his work. And he's just like, oh, are you okay? <laughs> like, I just need you to do your work. And that's when he started to respond. So, I don't know, I just not have the time for all of the drama and the theatrics that comes with being a parent. I'm over it. For clarity, you emotionally manipulated a, a toddler. You are damn sure right. Yep. <laughs> and it still didn't work. But, here, <laughs> but here's what I want to know. Like, why are you so concerned about homeschooling your own kids? Do you still think you'll be living under pandemic conditions at that point? It's just not that I'll be living under pandemic conditions. It's just like, well, if this should happen again, I want to make sure that I'm in a financial, like I'm financially stable so that I can hire somebody else to parent my kid in those instances because I will not wow. have the emotional wow. 
capacity or the patience to deal with it. And it's funny because the government also like rolled out these school age grants that pe- that parents can enroll in and have like drop off their students to these centers so that so somebody for example if i opened up and said all right i'm going to take in six kids and i'm going to sit with them each day to make sure that they're doing their schoolwork or while they go through this remote learning process and blah 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 then i could get paid through the government um to do that but i'm like i don't i don't have the patience to begin with so i mean i think this entire pandemic has been a rude awakening for many parents because now they have to deal with their children at all ages more than they are used to and they are not handling it well listen they are not the parents in england my grandma said the parents in england are like trying to sue the government or trying to get the government to pay them to teach their kids (laughs) and i was like we are toxic but so Lunar breed. I mean, you don't decide to lunar breed long time. Listen, with this, I am over it. Your kids, I want to shout out to my two babies who passed their subjects in the CXC. You know, some of my kids did the CXC this year amidst all the Rona, everything. So big up yourself, Anika and Anika. You know, mother proud. (laughs) I said it in the group, but I'm saying it here. Big up (laughs) yourself. Bigger put in blood cut side. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, does does that work when I say it? I don't know. That that's fine, right? I didn't you know what, it's cute and it's endearing, and yeah, it did work. I, I okay. like it. It works I'll for me, Cornell. <laughs> I'll take it. I take it. No, that's amazing. I can't imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine having to do CXC under these conditions. I mean, to be fair, would you do it under the? Um... Tivoli excursion. Tivoli excursion. All right. right. Yes. We want to pilot bitches. We want to run. Oh. I mean, honestly, (laughs) honestly, the only thing I remember from um, doing exams is Javon showing a plane because... (laughs) 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 Uh, Because Because why? Nothing. yeah. We are going to move. Well, he, well people, anything you want to take, I saw it go. Anything you to take, I saw it go. Confirm. <laughs> Those were good times. Those were really good times. Uh, it yeah. was the best of times. It was the worst of times. So what's what's been going on in your life, literally? Oh, I mean, gym and, you know, working from home. I don't know why I took up this gym life. Like, let me take my eye. I don't take my animal. Come in. So wait, I'm not cut you, but I remember when we did the first half of this gym conversation, we said that everybody would have, you know, be more ready for carnival because they're ready after we just take it to the next level. So carnival said, like, keep hey, well, That's the second. Then push it back to April 2021. And the mic, I make me some promises that I will be telling open because I did fully pay for this. So I did enough. And very excited since my friend and they do carnival last year without me. I mean, say, all right, now go come jumping. I'm afraid of And of course, that never happens. So, say, but they're ready, ready, ready. Child, at this point, I just want my feathers then. Because <laughs> I'm after, I realize I'm wake up at morning time. Can you know, could you my help us? So, I look nice. That's when you just wake up, your belly flat, can you know, say, all of the food bubble out here from over there. <laughs> Nice. At the same time, that's the prime mood state in time. <laughs> the body side where you say, all your curvature, I'm going to have to know, like, but well, I should say that, like, look at this in show. Oh, come on, guys. Oh, my God. Yeah, but look at this in show. I'm going to have a foot ass. Oh, that's a come true. I'm going to realize, say, 
Modo better and the lower body. And I think it's the body energy, you know what I mean? Modo better <laughs> the lower body as opposed to the upper body. Modo, I think, uh, here's the thing. Leg day is awful. It's, 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 a, it's a pain. But because I care about it more, I push me more likely for push through. It's like, I do arms and chest and them somewhere there. I'm dead. I'm going to fight it. Because I say, you know, them are slowly build up. But legs are the most important part of me. So, well, we get the idea. Right, right, right. That's what I've been up to. Um, we're doing this national dialogue thing. Um, we're talking about LGBT issues with some government players. So that's going on. We're trying to, we're, we're employing new staff, a health program manager. By the time this come out, the person that would have employed, I would hope. So we're, we're trying to get a health Project, a health and wellness coordinator, as well as I'm monitoring and evaluation and learning specialist. We're going through some changes, as you can imagine. For you know I mean, also big up to your coworker, Nikoi. Is it her beginning people on TV channel oh, doing the thing? That's my baby right there. You know, you know, he worked in my advocacy department. He was like, "Ooh, them some want go on, them some for go on TV." I said, "Yeah, do we girl be afraid?" I would talk about it. I'm a somebody. She left me like a proud man of the night. I just just a video, a video of something going. I say, "Yeah, y'all." So I can't even post the video online because I, 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 I'm in the background. I put the kind of so yeah, that was really proud because I'm here for more voices. I'm here for more people. Um, being the faces of the movement. But since I get all, it's going to take a while to reach that stage there. But since I get all, so we need more faces. So yeah, definitely. Um, and he did extremely well. I'm a pro I'm a pro I'm a pro I'm a pro Yeah, excellent. I mean, I will say that I, oh, going back to what you were saying earlier, I've been considering getting a personal trainer myself. I'm curious. There's a part of me that kind of wants to know what my body would look like in the fittest version of itself and i am much like far too complacent to do that work on my own but personal trainers at least here are expensive so yeah i don't know if we're gonna see a six-pack cornell at any point in time but i feel you on the the leg day the way i thought about it is that like i am thighly gifted <laughs> but like the the rest of it needs yeah. some extra attention uh, and on my end, not much has changed. Still adjusting, getting used to the semester. It's still really hard with classes because students are not inclined whatsoever to use the visual and they don't want to use like avatars or display pics either. So I'm often, because I, I mean, usually if you're in class, you can kind of like stare them down as a way of pressuring them to talk. That is, that is not, nope. That does not work whatsoever. So I find I've been expending far more energy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do about that. But these are the times that we're living in. So yeah, it's kind of. I, I know what you. I know what you mean because I remember when I was in my last set of tutorials when Rona just started. It was killer um, because you can't force them to talk. I mean, I have no problem with that. You can't force them and guilt them to talk. Um, and then there's only so much interactive, I think, things that you can do um, besides just assigning them work. But good luck. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I finished. Oh, I, I was also in a meeting last week and one of my colleagues was saying, was talking about like how much it must, because I'm, um, I'm a part of like an intro course. And they were saying that 
it must really suck for anyone who is in their freshman year right now because there is so much energy and enthusiasm and excitement that surrounds the the new start, the moving out, the orientation process, and they don't get to participate in any of that, right? So imagine if eight months ago you were planning to like move out of your home to start life possibly in a new city to like be on res to be doing the whole like meeting new people and all of that like you you get none of that right so you miss out on the whole graduation celebration with your peers but now you don't get the whole you like you don't get it and i'm like damn that must i can't imagine because in my case that i mean being in jamaica at this point in time which would not have been a good situation for anyone (laughs) so um but yeah so i mean sorry i sympathize with anyone who was robbed of the orientation process. Well, I mean, people are still moving in here, so I guess it's. But I guess it's still not the same experience as if, as seeing like everybody promenading across campus and so on and so forth. And as it relates to getting kids, well, not kids, but students rather to per, to participate, y'all don't have participation grades built into your um. Yeah, but they're very much like we're gonna show up, and they assume that's enough. Girl, so but. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to, because I'm also trying to be mindful of my own energy, so I'm not going to go out of my way to be like, well, you need to talk, because, and then repeat it, because that's just, I'm protecting my peace, basically. Is what I'm to say. Well, we don't. Um, well, well, to be fair, I don't, because the faculty of the law is generally, the faculty of law um, over UA, most of our courses are 100% exam, so it's 100% final. Wild. But people really come to tutorials because they feel like it. I mean, personally, as a student, I know say, um, certain certain tutorial I never waste my time because after the first one, I realized which part it I go down. I never ever go kind of never make no sense to me. And I do remember the very first time I was supposed to tutor, it never ended up happening because the class did not get enough persons to sign up for it because it was because of the specific time slot. So I think it was Thursday at six, and I remember. Xavier saying to me, say, it's karma because you had a class at Thursday at six and you never went. So it's karma. <laughs> Come back to bite you so that class was cancelled. But yeah, um, it, 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 you know, work for me. Me just have to battle people and use my charisma in other ways. That charisma works. <laughs> charisma, <laughs> you need best never talent. Listen. <laughs> Okay, I feel like you've been going on for quite a while with this catch-up. So, love hearing about your life, but we need to get into the people them discussion. Okay, Cornell, draw. Oh, We're all in the discussion now, since you draw up. Roll away. All right, then. So, oh, I'm trying out my, like, radio voice. So, no, never mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, today, listeners, we're going to be talking about boundaries, bound, well, varying kinds of boundaries and the relationships that we have with people. So what does that look like in terms of your intimate partnerships? What does it look like in terms of your partnerships with your friends? Uh, and including straight friends, if you have those, I suppose, and like other people in your life. So for example, is it acceptable for your mother to be asking about your sex life and what roles you play in the bedroom, for example? Uh, is that acceptable of straight friends of yours to be asking about your sex life? Um, do you swap uh, dick pics and such with your besties, like 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 trading cards? I don't. Know. Why is Karen looking at me like that? Karen, you have something to say? Are you swapping pictures on the people on the internet? 
Girl, let me a nerves. Just, <laughs> just go and talk. Don't mean afraid to talk. Go ahead. Talk. What was it? Just go and talk. Finish introducing the topic. No, I'm done. So, <laughs> boundaries. I feel like y'all have something to say. Well, the last one. First, of all, I have my friend them now. So, some of my friend them really depends. Like, sometimes, if you take a nice little mood. What the hell? Oh, shit, nice, Can't relate. But go on. We share each other because one time, the first time, when we were in my right? Strap it, strap it, linger it. Stop it. They got Rochelle, who does no sugar in. But after take a picture, I said, Give my friend of Kamasa, my auntie. I must live on in perpetuity. I mean, so I kind of like that space in a way. It, to me, it does engender a certain kind of vulnerability in terms of what we can talk about and share. Because for me, sex is this thing where we don't talk about it enough. And so we don't talk about how you have good sex enough and how you avoid bad sex enough and how you improve the performativity of sex or all of that. So I mean, I like the fact that um, in limiting concept, in contexts, you know, friend, them can show each other. We'll consider them all, picture them all for after. You know what's really funny? Um, a couple of years ago, I was thinking it is fascinating and strange that we would show complete strangers parts of ourselves that people of our that have known us our entire lives have not seen ever, right? Because I mean, if you're on the apps and the yellow pages and such, you're just like, I mean, who knows who have like varying pictures of your body parts on, like you know. Who knew? Who knows how many people are holding on to a picture of your dick right now? Or That's your ass? I always moisturize just in case anybody sees it in good condition. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't exchange my pictures per se. I mean, not that I have an issue with it. Um, because, but it's not I agree with I'm just big people in man, aka my husband. Um, take some pics and I, w- I was having a conversation with a friend and he was like do you ever do this and I'm like actually I don't do it myself because I feel like it's awkward when I do it and I never seem to get to right hand um, angles so I asked my husband to do it and I did show him the pictures that my husband took of me and I don't think he would have I don't think that particular friend probably would have returned the favor but I don't see it as anything because I've seen like my other friends. I remember one of my straight friends, this girl, she was pregnant and she was trying to show me her belly, but it was a nude photo of her. She's like, I hope I'm not waiting you out. I'm like, girl, back, please. It's not, it's not that deep. But other people nudes, of course, my bit, some of my friend name, we are consult to draw our own table around it. And so. <laughs> so let me ask, so let me ask, we're getting, to, we're getting into the hard, deep question here. <laughs> So before your husband was your husband and your husband was a random yes, man. Yes. Yes. So you're saying that you see it. Somebody <laughs> out there. Somebody out there know what my man would look like. So, so <laughs> someone, someone in your current circle yeah. has seen the things. Yeah. I see. Not around with that. Them good live vetted for appearance and and, and, and then that's a good <laughs> quality of girl. And I think proper quality assurance. <laughs> <laughs> and I have like and I've seen like my other friends, whether it was their boyfriends or their one night stands or whatever. Um, especially in that early phase when you're just talking to somebody on the yellow pages, somebody goes, um, like for example, one of my friends, like when he's driving and I'm not driving, like we're, I'm sitting in the passenger's front seat, he'll give me my, give me his phone and be like, check the phone there. 
um, check that message there. Check this. So, like, I've seen like multiple people's nudes and whether or not they make it to some longer term relationship where it was just a one night stand. It's like, well, I know something you don't know. <laughs> How interesting. Oh, one of the examples I also forgot to mention earlier, I know that some couples, um, they eventually start wearing each other's like clothing and such, like clothing and shoes. Um, and do you have boundaries in terms of that stuff too? No, so I, I like that. Oh? I like that. I'm going to tell you. So it's very conditional on my end. Um, I'll buy a blue shirt for myself and buy one for my husband because, first of all, I might kill me for saying this, whenever I could treat clothes, right? <laughs> when he was doing his own laundry, it looked like it was a man that doing laundry. Everything faded, everything looked bleaky. I never liked that. So I was like, if you wear something for me, mega eat it. And if you might wear something for me, like he'll wear like one of my denim shirts, for, for example, right? And the whole night that we're out, May I police it? May I remind him? Remember, send a your shirt. I'm talking like that. <laughs> May I send me a your shirt. What's your name? May I record me 50? Say it on. Or what are you doing now? Time stamp that. <laughs> no, I love oh. that shit. I'm leaving it in, but please proceed. My time, anytime I record now, the student must come up. Anyways, so. May I put, I'm policing him like I remember that's not yours or if I see if I gave him permission to wear it one time and he just goes and wear it by himself another time a problem but I'm a fan the only time like I'll make it excusable is like if I'm going somewhere and I know that I have something in my closet that will complement my look when we're out together then I'll say here I have this shirt wear this shirt but besides that um mm-mm. I'm not a huge fan. Never been an issue for me, primarily because of the size reason. So, my, so if you wear, also me wear my clothes them tight, right? So it's, so it's already kind of a little bit low key small for me. <laughs> when it's low key small, it definitely can't fit me. I'm going to my shirt. Um, uh, underpants, I mean, yeah, underpants, because, you know, my very underpants, because the man, the quote unquote man underpants, them, and then I look at Shikusha on them, and I'm like, I don't know, them, some of them don't really bother me as much. Um, yeah, like sharing clothes don't bother me as much, to be quite honest. It's out, it's out, it's out. Okay. I do have, though, and I think it's well worth talking about. Are y'all bitches searching your niggas' phones? Before we go that morning, if Kanye and Prosper to be a share close. <laughs> uh, share, no. I have given um, clothing. Yeah. So, like, Prosperity Bay has. How do I say this? A very specific. Okay, no. I wouldn't say it's a specific specific taste in fashion. It's more... He's very practical. I'll, let's, let's go with that. Um, and so when I can, I try to be like, try this. You know, that's... Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, I am uh, trying to imbue a sense of fashion slowly and discreetly. Oh, girl, I got tips. Yeah, because I've definitely been, I've definitely done that. 
Um, yeah, but he's very yeah. like practical in terms of like you know he just wants it to be functional and affordable. Um, is does is not particularly discerning about fit. Um, although you know what's funny, so I need to. I'm trying to make sure that I don't talk too loud. But um, there's <laughs> this un- to the podcast. Oh, no, thank goodness. But um, <laughs> there's this ongoing joke where, because I guess he feels like I have a particular taste, i.e. expensive taste, which I don't think is expensive taste, but whatever. Uh, and so there's stuff that I would get and he'd make fun of me for it. And then he ends up using the stuff that he made fun of me for getting. And I was like, but you can't, you can't have it both ways. You can't be like, saying the things but then you're like basking in comfort after the fact like no Muna just do it differently you are doing it nice and I say whoa look at that the stone that the bitters use it I'm still in the middle of you two because I'm like the opposite of corner I'm very frugal right so when I go into a store it's the clearance rack first and then the main floor afterwards right and so my husband is, I see it, I like it, I have the money right now, I'm about it, right? So that's two different ways we experience money. Him, um, when I get something in clearance that he didn't really see on the main floor world because it's in clearance, it's like, well, you had gotten this shirt, can I get it? And I'm like, but you, and he has, has this thing where he'll call me like cheap or um, I'm acting like a cheap bitch or some foolishness. Ooh. I'm like, well... And the cheap bitch clothes, yeah, we here. I look here, look good in it. And I can't tell the difference between your full price and my cheap bitch clothes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Mm. Gosh, so yes, answer my phone question. I'm not you my phone number. Oh, that's right now. Um, but admittedly, in the future, in the future, <laughs> In the early stages of the relationship, I was definitely all up in it because we have each other's passwords and me they just want to make sure. So. I know it's not different. No, it's not different because I mean, if, even if I have, if they need it, I would search. I mean, mm. when I sleep, oh, I don't like my going in front time, wait till not really look. <laughs> so I, I think that makes it different. Search for. I go go find a year blood clot this day. Can you imagine if we did find nothing? Jeez. Whatever, whatever for come up with eventually come up. I now put myself in a no trauma. Furthermore, I don't have the energy. Yeah. yeah. My content. However, I can imagine the situation is different, especially. Yeah, no, 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 but we couldn't do it. I, I have a friend, um, who's in a partnership and they have like an open phone policy. So it's not a situation where they would be checking in every so often, but it's kind of like if they ever feel concerned, then they like, okay, let me see your phone and they know each other. Well, actually, yeah, sometimes they use each other, other's phone anyway. So they kind of like are able to keep track of conversations if they want to, but it's not like a. I'm thinking I should be able to take you at your word and anytime I feel like I. I can't take you at your word, then there's a deeper conversation that the phone, searching the phone won't solve. Mm-hmm. Why don't I trust you? And why mm-hmm. do I feel like I need to do my own independent investigation? I guess that's what's in my head. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the point at which you feel the need to do that audibly signals that there's a fracture in the relationship, right? Yeah. Well, I think for me, I didn't necessarily, and I had to kind of call it my own 
insecurities, right? I didn't necessarily have an inkling or felt a need to. I was just like, let me just go see what's going on. So I guess you could say that I probably went looking for trouble or based on my own insecurities was just looking. Um, Have I looked and found things where I was just like, hmm. And then like done deeper exploration. It was just like, okay, bitch, here you go projecting. It was really nothing. It was the same. Like for me, and I and I had to like call it my own shit, right? So I talk to my friends any old type of way, right? Babe, honey, boo, like all those things. And one of the instances was him and one of his friends having a similar conversation. And I was just like, mm, that don't sit right with me the way you're talking to him. Um, I just don't like those terms of endearment that you're using. Um, and I started projecting all types of shit. And I had kind of like a step back and be like, all right, Kareem, like you literally don't reserve anything. Like you be calling your friends all types of zaddy and babe and boo and blah, blah, blah. And here he goes doing the same shit. And now you're in your feelings about it. So. Mm. So changing things ever so slightly, do you talk about sex stuff with your, your mother folks in particular or like, like, do they ask? Do they want to know? Yeah, yeah Jacqueline don't even talk about my relationship. Yeah, big up Jacqueline. Oh. I should give a good food. Jacqueline, good food. You know, also, oh, oh good food would be good right now. Sure. Jacqueline really has gone with herself and her, and her vineyard. Has gone. She has a little grapevine up at the house. And we're actually going out this Sunday. Um, Cute. Um, we'll take it. Um, Jay is sitting his mom and I'm taking my mom over to um, alligator pan and get me fish and so. But yeah, that's a cute little Mother's Day. Um, nice. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I know. Oh, sorry, I'm not. Mm, 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 no, no. I'm a bachelor. I don't think it needs to mix, 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 mix around too much. Like it was weird enough. Like I said, when I was practicing with that in front of my mom, and I think that's as far the most moment for me. The most I talk about with my mom is if I if me and my partner reach a certain stage, I think that. You know, we can't make sure no. That's if she not already presumes that somebody was she said on the plan already, as she has done in the past. But um yeah, outside of that, mm-hmm. let me oh gosh, let me get after conversation with Jackie. Karim. Oh. Mm. I have certain aspects I have conversations about certain aspects of my relationship, just not that sex part. Like when, like, I, I feel like I'm at this point where I don't even want my mom to know that I have sex. And it's so awkward because my bedroom is literally above hers. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> we just moved up here. Um, <laughs> we were carrying on. Um, <laughs> the very next day, my mom was like, um, <laughs> so I'm going to move furniture. <laughs> 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 so yeah, me, yeah. <laughs> I realized that the bed never sent in at the room, so me and Jamali just got a child. <laughs> then one separate occasion she come back to say, "Only can't go to bed at night time. Only does that hear one word for every walk in my head." That's a lot, Jesus. All right. You say your mommy don't move the furniture. My goodness, that is that sounds really mortifying. Damn. Okay. Well, yeah, no. Mm-mm. Friends, sure. I'll talk about certain stuff. Ask me all before we get to the dangle thing at the back of my throat. I don't know. So, okay. So, do you give your friends like 
full full details about the things, particularly when it's someone that you're dating long term, or do you keep like a healthy like a healthy? I tell you this: if they get a nice piece of work, they call up right after it. But I said, "Girl, <laughs> carry on." Yeah, I'm gonna carry on. I mean, of course. I have friends that I well, it's select, right? So. If it's a conversation like that, like, all right, friend, him put on the work and turn bed in a bed foot and him carry on, then <laughs> sure. But then, like, very, like, more intimate details. Um, I have, like, select friends or really just one friend that I call and talk to those things about, a.k.a. Cornell. <laughs> oh, I was hoping it was me. <laughs> <laughs> and the award goes to... <laughs> a.k.a. Cornell. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Oh, gosh. Okay, so what about, speaking of friends, though, what, what, what does this look like for your straight friends? Do you talk to them with the same level of detail? Do you, you not speak to them about sex or, like, other private details of your queer life? Are they particularly curious about any oh, of that yeah, stuff? I didn't answer the question, then. So I'm sorry, what? No? Yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't okay. hear you. Ah. You know? Okay. So that question that I just... <laughs> I'm weak. <laughs> I'm sorry, what's the question? All of the questions that we ask me, we can assume someone answer with the period one because of the situation. But everything else, where you talk to your friend member, I'm going to hear you answer that. You have search for it. I'm going to show me your answer that. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it hasn't been... I haven't felt the need to do any of that, actually. I feel... Okay. I'm trying to find a way to say, I feel like very confident in where we're at. And so I am not like bothered or threatened at all. Yeah, friend. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where it is. Like I'm not, like I'm not bothered. We, um, there was this, so we, we had like a get together and there was this, um, guy that was doing the most, uh, and I was just like not bothered because I'm mm-hmm. like, honey, like it's not. Well, but here's the thing, though. All right, you, don't pause, compare, right? you don't compare. You don't compare. No, no, no. Okay. Pause, right? yes, so. Because we have certain rules that are So my general principle is if something happens between a third party and your partner, you take it out with your partner because the third party doesn't make a promises to you. I have that rule. However, okay. I, principle is principle. I respect is respect. They're going to look my man, I have the respect for the outside of my face. Mm. I'm a man just say, I make a point, but come over. I, I, I try in other space, I try to inveigle up yourself and do something. It is for me, that is my NSLV. Me will grab you, and me, I'm a person, will grab you. They don't disrespect me, because that is disrespectful. Look, my man, when I don't, they run. Don't mm. look at me, you ask me something, really, and me will grab you. I mean, I. Someone else did intervene. Um, one of the other guys was like, leave married people alone. And I was like, oh, that's, that's so sweet. Thank you. Um, but I mean, in, in, a, in a weird kind of way, there is some, okay, I don't know if it's sounds messed up to say, but there is something kind of nice in knowing that like other people think your partner is so desirable that they want to try something, even though it's not gonna, it's not going to go anywhere. It's kind of like, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Feeling like your partner's hot stuff. There is something nice mm-hmm. about that, I guess. But I mean, I, I take your point, Glenroy, but I wasn't 
like threatened at the time. Oh yeah, no. So, but to me, even in that moment, it's not even about being threatened. Yeah. Um, it's more about having respect for the person where you see in front of you. Right. You're like, I'm going to Instagram. Go slide in that DM. So I am somebody that make a chance and whatever. I'm, I'm, but you don't need me. They're my local games. They're mixing my drinks with me and my man over this. I have no term about clap back. You are come out. I talk about color and shoes and all the poker that they're nice and lick you. Okay, I feel like that was too specific. Are you talking about <laughs> a personal experience? Do you want to talk about it? Do you need to, um, you know? You tried it. I'm a storyteller. You tried it. Okay. So about that question that I asked. What was the question? <laughs> oh, what was the question? Oh, basically I was asking about your relationship when it comes to straight folks and talking about private details of your career life. Are they curious? Do you keep boundaries? Because uh, yeah, Go on. For me, if it's so, I have straight friends. Most of my straight friends are women. Mm. And they're not wearing vaginas. And we are both talking about the WAP with each other. <laughs> the details, they can go into details because, you know, it's fine. Mm. You know, because, you know, we feel safe with each other in a certain kind of way. Mr. Vagin, you know, both queer women and straight women, the friends, I've seen their parts. You know, we talk about it because there's no, there's Speak. no sex in there. So there's that, there's that safe space. Um, I feel like I've not had a straight male friend that I know is that comfortable to hear that kind of information. Mm. So I'm not going to introduce it because I don't want no nigga to be thinking like, oh, I'm using this to kind of hook you. Right. Right. So I don't bring that up around the men's face. But with the women's, we talk. I mean, also speaking of straight women friends, this just occurred to me. What, and maybe this is your experience too, but what's kind of hilarious is that Speaking of swapping dick pics, it might very well be the case that you've also seen things of the men that they're in relation with. Um, yeah. Has that been the case at all with your straight woman friends? You might catch me no bag. Oh, okay. <laughs> Glenoy does not want to implicate himself on the people in podcasts, so... He will plead the fifth, and we will proceed. Not me. I haven't. I haven't <laughs> had those experiences. <laughs> I think Glenmore's point is valid, though, about the extent to which straight people are comfortable about hearing my encounters, because it has been a case where I've been, and most of my straight friends are females, right? I've, it has been a case where some of them come and they talk about. Um, their encounters and i'm like okay this is a two-way street and it's like oh no <laughs> one way this is like hard stop and i've literally had people females who act repulsed by my sex stories like i don't understand how you do it like off the butt like all of that and like i mean like it's really um annoying but i've had a few like just the other day one of my really close childhood friends she met she sent me a message on whatsapp and she was like Brother, I don't know how I come by that dream here, but I just dream something that living, living, going to live in to pick up something for mommy, cause, and I just see her over here, man, him letting like a starfish head, just like game head. I'm like, girl, <laughs> where can you bed with my year, man, that you can dream something and perform or else for my man. I was like, she's like, girl. and so we, we've been able to have those like full and open back and forth conversations. 
But it's very rare that I have like, like a lot of my straight friends or sometimes not even rare, but because I just don't know what their boundaries are as it relates to those kind of, that kind of sharing. I have not necessarily like opened up in that way. But like other, again, other aspects of my relationship where I'll share, but the sexual parts, I... I have a question, or a kind of connecting question, because I'm wondering the extent to which a lot of these, um, I guess a lot of the responses kind of boils onto how we are about these particular subjects anyways. So for example, what would you come to the sharing, whether it's our straight friends or our queer friends, Maybe it boils onto our attitudes to these different things because mm-hmm. I'm generally very open about sex itself. So, right. so in, in any friendship I'm in, I'm the one making the sexual jokes. I'm the one making the sexual overture to both straight women, queer women, straight men, not so much straight men and gay men. I'm making those kinds of overtures. So it, all, it, it creates a space where you know, so glamorize, open about sex and all those things. So people will share with me and I will share with them in return about my actual experiences. So I'm wondering if that does kind of have an impact on um, how we kind of end up drawing the boundaries um, and the kind of, and in those relations, because maybe it starts with how we approach those topics. I mean, I would add to that in terms of, I think it says something about our collective um, exposure and level of comfort with the topic of, of queer sex. Cause I think sex is very much a part of our kind of like everyday social culture. People are talking about sex in a number of different ways all the time. I think the difference is that we're primarily exposed to heterosex. And so when we talk about the details of our queer homo sex life, it seems very foreign and weird or depending on the person that you you talk to, it sounds um, dirty. And I think perhaps if there was the same kind of uh, general pervasiveness of queer sexuality, there wouldn't be the same kind of sense of taboo, if you will. Because I'm even thinking about the conversation around uh, depictions of um, gay sex scenes or of male genitalia generally in, in film, right? The the female body has been like completely exposed in, in, in pop culture. We, we see varying levels of um, heterosexual sex, even at the kind of adolescent, you know, level. It's like normalized in a, in a kind of way that it's not. First of all, for example, even the idea of like two men kissing, I think for some people it's kind of like, oh my God, that is, ugh, I don't want to see that, right? But um you know, in a heterosexual pairing, people slubbering all of each other, like no one bats an eye. So I think that says something more broadly about the pervasiveness of heteronormativity. I mean, not to make it unnecessarily academic, but it was just a thought that was prompted by something Ben already said. No, I think it's, I think it's whatchamacallit though. It's relevant though, because I was going to follow up to say that with the somewhat normalizing of queer sex so not just like queer in the same of like same sex but just like stuff that's outside of the ordinary was once considered taboo right um being like that being interwoven into pop culture so like what for example right would Cardi be saying i don't want to like i want to gag i want to choke i want you to touch that like that's kind of like normalizing dick sucking which 
a few years ago was just like, oh, bitch, why you, you, you really say so you put your mouth on that? Ah. Um, I think that's kind of helping as well um, with Tiana Taylor talking about three-way, right? Having a three-way, a threesome experience with her husband and other like artists and creatives kind of normalizing certain aspects of sex and intimacy. I think that's kind of helping to advance like conversations forward. I'm still kind of like, I'm still kind of, I follow your lead type of person. I don't know how helpful that is, but if I, if you ask me, I'm assuming that, okay, you are ready for the answer or you want to know or whatever the case may be. And so I'll tell you. Um, but beyond that, I'm not necessarily like as ready to share. I totally get that because I think it's like this thing with us as queer people are almost always on the defensive. Like, we don't want to blame, we say. We'll expose them to this and we'll do them that and all of them something. So we're always like, okay, let me be careful with this home because I don't want a bitch to blame me. So I completely get it, right? That we're always kind of say, take with time and step carefully because we're trying. Plus, I try to get through things peacefully. And if you're not the person we need for top ball, um, the best way to deep throat with it, we're just not gonna be the that's just not gonna be the space to do it with. Yeah, I mean, and just to build on something that Karim just said, which I guess connects to something I, I was saying. Oh, it's too right. Karim was talking about the example of the WAP, but that uh, the memory that was dogged for me was when we were in first form, like talking about masturbation was this kind of like. Like like a no no like we 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 aren't like we aren't gonna like it's like it's not unacceptable, right? And now by by the, by the time we're in sex form, everyone's like, "Yep, I do this like X amount of time right. a week." One guy was like, "Yeah, you know, I spent the afternoon, you know, back in my right. fist until nothing was coming out to whatsoever." Or even, you know, how people talk about oral sex first. It was just kind of like, "Oh, we 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 don't talk about this kind of stuff," you know. And then, you know. Now it's a thing. Remember pan chicken? Like yeah, I, I was thinking about it, but I was gonna, I was gonna say it. Remember uh, say pan chicken? I can't find me because <laughs> this dude performed oral sex on a girl, and he was somehow the whole school found out. And when they were, he told them. He told them that he did it, and then proceeded to say it tasted like pan chicken, aka jerk chicken. Which was fascinating at the time because I've only heard pineapple and mushrooms up until that point. But what do I know? I've never um, sampled those dishes, if you will. Uh, but I mean, even more. And then sushi. Sorry. I mean, <laughs> you do you do eat fish, though, Karen? You do. Ooh. 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 Okay. Uh, but I mean, even more recently, someone was telling me how even in Jamaica now, uh, men want and like to have their ass eaten which is surprising to me so like it's a yes. brand new world brand new straight, world i really caution my straight women friends on that because the men's them the straight man them, and i don't know why them back them properly because you know come down preach huh? before do a powerpoint i know one name i'm not douche sorry <laughs> if i find out say any one of my straight woman friend and they have out no crusty back man me have to look at differently. I'm a girl, you just show him wash it down good. No, can you know them straight money and the bitch, the white bottom thing. No, it's a serious. And no sense of supposed to push them finger up in there and it's not to get you too know, graphic on our listeners. You know, you know what? I am so glad Glenroy brought that up because I actually used that in a discussion I had in class 
this past week. So um, I found this article. Um, it's on pride.com. It's called 13 Things Straight People Think Are Gay. And one of the 13 things is wiping and cleaning your derriere. So get this. So it says this one was almost too hard to believe, but a poor woman actually did have to vent to writer David Trichel about how her grown adult husband doesn't like to clean or wipe his behind because a real man doesn't go in between his cheeks or spread them open for anything. So that's disgusting. Just like you, visualizing you, man yeah. listening to it. And I mean, I used to volunteer at a, at a, at a clinic and actually some of the, the folks who worked there did say that some of the clients, cause they had to do certain kind of tests and stuff. And some people just aren't wiping their butts. Just like not doing it at all. And that makes me really, it's really sad to think about that. All right. Oh. Yeah. So. But one last question, cause since the time I went from, I need to talk about bones. What kind of bonds do you think must exist between your friends and your partner? How close is too close for comfort? Oh. That's a tricky one. I don't know. I, I feel like my situation is still too new to say. And also, social contact between my partner and my friends have been limited because of COVID. I can't really speak to that. Even ideologically. I'll think about it, but Karim has more experience. Once a week, we might keep. Sorry, come again. I go shopping once a week outside of you. They might them like games, so they might kiki and your friend yard ever so often. I play game. I mean, you know, it's, I yeah, because it would be kind of awkward if my my friends are making plans with my partner without me. I suppose. Unless they might shop for me, then I'm I'm kind of like. So, especially, I'm already weirded out with my partner being, becoming close with my close friends. Because now I have, I guess, trust issues all over again. Because I'm like, all right, you're the person I come to or one of the persons I come to the event about certain things regarding this relationship. I don't feel comfortable with you being this close um, with, with him. I have seen, like, my partner talk to my friend about me, um, about as it relates to certain things. And I get that. But I don't know. I feel like, no, go make it one friend. <laughs> Lord of me alone. I mean, one and two times, sure, whatever. But not no ongoing, consistent something. So like if birthday party are planned, secret birthday party are planned. Right. I try to understand your perspective. I right. I need a bit Because, you know, I believe friends are part of support systems for relationships. Right. Right. Somebody. So you go for like support work, but we're not like I'm not trying to start no way. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: it's kind, of, it is kind, of, it really is contextual. Because would you guys have been friends otherwise? I think it's all those kinds of questions I would have to ask myself. I don't want to draw the line in a notepad for nobody, but I also feel like I think the duty is also on the friend for kind of maybe not. So even if it's nothing. Okay, so here's what I feel. Um, I think I would like my close friends and my partner to have a good relationship right. for the sake of, because I mean, these are people that are important in my life and it'd be nice if they got along. Right. It would also be nice, I think, if 
my partner and my close friends could have a relationship or like some mutual okay mutual kind of interest outside of me so I'm not dependent necessarily and I mean not to say that, that y'all are like texting each other every day but I guess the it, I at least want there to be a level of comfort where you two can be in each other's presence and it's like chill right. without me having to be there kind of thing yeah. right. um, go right. on but what I was thinking was there might have common interest. Right. One of the artists come and you know one kind of like, you know, like, right. Them go and have a look at one life. And then I'm Africans, the banana always in Like, there are those moments that will happen because, you know, they have genuine shared interests. But if you like to, as a friend, they must recognize that me can't spend too much more time with your man than you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, and I mean, I think I've been in the position of the friend where the partner isn't interested. So, for example, I'm like interested in the arts and like plays and stuff. And this one friend of mine, his partner either isn't interested or is like working. So he like, oh, like, do you want to go this? And so that's a thing that we do. But like, I've also had the partner over for like a girl's night kind of situation. And it's like cool and chill because I also want to be able to have a relationship with this person outside of, right. you know, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's hard to kind of say where the boundary would be for me because I haven't been placed in that position. But all that to say is I I do want people to be able to like be around each other and it be like decent without being dependent on me. So. It's definitely situational on my end too because I mean I've been in places where I wouldn't really call a person a friend, but it's like you know when somebody compliments a man so much, like all right, you know him, you know, bad looking, I know him, look at certain ways, but I'm okay, but we, we get the point. And I like come to find out that you know, oh, we're friends, but really, this particular friend, it was a really, it was a classmate actually, and found him on Facebook, and of course, was having like these different, like these very suggestive conversations, and not knowing Sammy, my texts, all fat, boy. <laughs> Hmm. All right. Well, I mean, listeners, we would love to hear some of your thoughts about boundaries. Like, to what extent should your friends be all up in your partner's business? Should they even look at each other? Should they be texting each other without your permission? Should they be making plans if it's not like holiday, birthday type things? I mean, who knows? One makes up coming on my head, but this is going to be one. It's one separate episode. I'm feel strongly about it. So here we are. Pin it for the next one. <laughs> oh, but I give, give us a teaser. I at least want right. something to like pick me on. I must be for X then. I think it makes it an inner profile. Oh, that's an important boundary that we never discussed. Oh, oh dating exes. Right. You'll fight a friend. On principle. Let's do an episode about codes, right? Like girl codes or something like that. We'll do that. All right, eat your wrap up corner. Okay, for sure. Well, thanks again for joining us for our what is this third episode of our third season. Uh, we still have a bunch of wonderful, exciting episodes for you in the future weeks. Hope you are all staying uh, safe. Uh, yeah, and still practicing all these things so we can hopefully be on the other side of this pandemic sooner rather than later. Um, as per usual, keep safe, be well, and stay sophisticated. Um, bye. Bye. <laughs>